Welcome to the Content Creators Chat, Episode 9, the show where we invite you to join us in a chat about content ideation, creativity, and being an influencer. I'm Rob Aimbinder. And, and I'm Kristen Dokus. <laughs> we always do that. You <laughs> let me introduce myself. <laughs> I was just saying in on the other mic. Okay. Today, we welcome Rachel Richards, aka Money Honey Rachel, to the Content Creators Chat. Rachel's an Amazon bestseller, course creator, real estate investor, and professional speaker who retired at age 27. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hey, Rob and Kristen. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to get to know you. You too. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll kick it off. Uh, with this question, what's the moment in your past that you that puts you on the road to success in your current line of business? Wow, there's there's a lot of those moments, but one in particular is being in middle school and high school and growing up in a really wealthy county. I, for example, some of the kids in my high school got brand new BMWs when they turned sixteen. And my family was not so much operating that way. We weren't going on family trips, let alone even going out to eat at restaurants. So I remember feeling at a young age like I didn't fit in. And that's not the way you want to feel in middle school and in high school. So I thought to myself pretty early on, I don't want to end up like everyone else struggling with money. I don't want to have to borrow money from my family and friends to make it to my next paycheck or operate on a strict budget for the rest of my life. And I realized that what I did then would either set me up for wealth or for poverty. So that kind of sparked a fire in me. I I started becoming even more of a finance nerd than I already was. And I learned everything I possibly could about achieving financial independence. That's awesome. That is Um, awesome. What, how long would you say, why don't you tell us exactly all the things that you do? Can you kind of just give us a, a little, a history of when you hit that moment, what did you do next? What, what did you say? I just had an epiphany. I'm going to do X. For at first it was, I'm going to learn everything I can about real estate investing. Because to me at the time I had just read rich dad, poor dad. And that was my first glimpse at real estate investing. So that was my path to financial independence. So I started learning everything I could. I paid my way through, through college selling Cutco cutlery, Cutco knives. So I was able to graduate without debt. I became a financial advisor and then it took a few years for, for me to really start investing in real estate and creating passive income streams. And what was your process? So now, 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 what, now what are your um, key components? What, what are you doing now? So I have several different passive income streams now that are bringing in $15,000 a month in passive income. So the biggest one is the rental income. We have about four, we own about 40 units in Louisville, Kentucky, my husband and I. Then I have my book royalties from my two books, which are bringing in about five grand a month in profit. And then my third biggest income stream is my online course. Um, And that brings in about five grand a month in profit as well. We do have several other smaller income streams, but those are the main three. So let's talk about your online course. Let's say, and there are quite a few of them, but it is a great way. And actually you call it passive. I call it wake up money. And Rob always laughs when I say this, but it's like, <laughs> it's wake up money. You wake up and you got money in the bank. <laughs> yes. It's making money while you sleep. There's, It's real. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So what are, do you see any trip? What do you think is, let's say there's a, a stay at home mom, right? She wants to stay home with her kids, but she also wants to start generating some income. What would you say is a, 
are, are you seeing is a good low entry, not saying high profit, but yeah, ideally high profit, but a low entry idea that the average person could easily do? I think both writing a book and creating a course are low entry. And typically when someone says low entry, they mean like a low capital investment, right? Because when you're creating passive income, it's either going to take time or money to create. You ha- you can't get around that. It's going to take one or the other or both. So the first question to ask yourself is which do you have more of, time or money? So for the people that might have a lot of time and not a lot of money, creating royalty-based products is great. Things like writing a book or doing a print-on-demand business or creating an online course. When it comes to both books and courses, the one thing I always tell people is you have to understand your unique value proposition, right? Because there are thousands, there's millions of books, there's millions of online courses. So why would someone buy yours over, over the millions of others that are already out there? So I'll give you a concrete example with my first book, Money Honey, because it's a personal finance book. Guess what? There's a lot of those. But I approached it from a different perspective. Because I was a former financial advisor, even in my early 20s, my family and friends would come to me for financial advice, which was great. I love to help people. But then I began to wonder, well, why aren't they learning about this on their own? Why aren't they reading books? And then I remembered, oh yeah, personal finance is boring, right? It's, <laughs> it's intimidating. It's complex. Yeah. It's dry. No wonder people don't like to learn about it. So I thought to myself, how can I make this topic sassy and fun and simple? And that's where the idea for Money Honey came from. As far as I knew, there wasn't another book out there that did that. And so I wrote it about finance in such a unique, fun way that it really resonated with female millennials. And that's kind of the problem that I was solving. So that's really what you need to think of first and foremost as you consider writing a book or creating an online course. That seems to be a recurring um, theme as far as, you know, and I say this a lot with the clients that I work with and, you know, creators that I work with is there's nothing out there that you are, that's original. There's nothing. It has all been said, it's all been written, but what has, what it hasn't, it hasn't been done from your point of view and then from your voice, because you're very right. It's like, I remember when I was uh, pregnant, it's like the girlfriend guide, the girlfriend's guide had just started because you're talking 22 years ago. Right. Um, And so nobody wanted to hear the boring, you know, typical pregnancy books, but she did it in such a way. It was so relatable. And that sounds like, and I'm going to buy your book for my three girls because they're all between the ages of 17 and 23 and they Mm -hmm. need this kind of stuff. And oh, thank it, you. It, it'll resonate with them because, you know, you're closer to their, you know, age group than I am. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that kind of held me back to your point. You know, at first I was comparing myself to Dave Ramsey and I was like, well, I'm not Dave Ramsey. I'm not the number one expert. I'm not Susie Orman, so who am I to write this book? But then I realized, wait a second. I can relate to female millennials in a way that Dave Ramsey just can't. So I firmly do believe everyone has a unique gift, a unique voice that they can share with the world. That's exactly right. Yeah, so true. How long would you say it took you to create your course and for it to become profitable for you? So books and courses are kind of the opposite in a couple ways. With a book, it's a long lead time. You're putting in a lot of money or a lot of time up front and then not necessarily sure how well it's going to sell. With a course, it's best to approach it the opposite way. It's best to pre-sell it, sell it before you actually create it. And you put in, you know, terminology like, hey, if 
this isn't a done deal. You know, you could be refunded if there's not enough signups and, and such, you know, things like that. But the way I did my course is that I put the landing page together first. I put the sales page together. My course is called Get Your Financial Bleep Together. And it goes along with my first book, Money Honey. So I had all the marketing. I started putting it out there, started to get signups. And I just had a minimum figure in mind. If I didn't get X number of signups based on this price, I wasn't going to go through with it because it wouldn't be worth my time. So I did get to that uh, amount. Um, I offered my initial round of the course as a beta launch, meaning, hey, this is the beta. It's not going to be perfect. I need your feedback on this as we go. And so I did a special deeply discounted rate of $177 for the course. Um, It's an eight-week course. And I ended up having 50 beta members sign up, which is 30 more than my goal. So it worked out really (laughs) well. Um, It was great having a beta group because not only did I have kind of that proof of concept up front. I made the money before I even created the course, but their feedback was invaluable to me. At the end of the beta round, I ended up doing redoing probably half of the course videos based on their feedback. And the final version of the course is super strong because of that. Interesting. So now is everything pre-recorded? Yes, it's, it's all pre-recorded. It's like a training videos. There's templates and work worksheets. There's a Facebook group. So my time investment now is minimal. And I just really need to market it and get people into it. And then I don't have to do much. About how long would you say it took you to build? Did you build it as you went or did once you hit your threshold, did you say, okay, now I'm here. Did you build the entire thing that I guess you kind of had to, you didn't re- release them one-on-one. Did you it was just like, here's the eight week course. And so I did, I did release it one, like I dripped it out once a week because within the sales page, I had at least planned out my curriculum. I had at least thought, okay, weeks one through eight, here's the topics I'm going to cover. Then once I got the signups, I started dripping them out once per week. So I, after the enrollment closed, I would spend each week scripting out the videos, recording and editing the videos and getting them uploaded. So I probably, I mean, it was a lot of time. This took a lot of time, but I probably spent overall between the marketing and the launch to finishing the course creation, I would say 160 to 200 hours. It was a lot. But it's, I mean, that's just, that's how you create a passive income stream is you work really, really hard. Then you create it in such a way that you can keep selling it forever and ever. Absolutely. Wake up money. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In your, since you are very involved with them, are there certain kinds that you think work better than others? Or are there, have you, or, and on the flip side of that, are there courses or, um, groups or passive income things that just don't sell well? It just depends because anyone can go out and try to create any type of royalty-based passive income stream. And if they haven't thought through their target audience and like the solution that they are or the problem that they are solving, it's going to be really hard for them to sell no matter what they do. So you really need to think through that first and foremost above anything. In terms of different types of online courses, some people do pre-recorded videos. Some people run live courses. In my experience, I've found that Obviously, to be passive, it needs to be a pre-recorded video, but normally that comes with a lower price point, right? So if I was going to ever do a live course, it would be something that was offered at a much higher price point to compensate for my ongoing time and for the, essentially, it's turning into an active income stream if you do it that way. So I think it just depends on your preference and what the market wants. 
However, if you did one that was live, I mean, you're recording it. So then, you know, you're, you know, the live version of it's a thousand dollars for an eight week course, for instance, but then you record it. And then again, now you've got a different one to sell. How many do you have total? Just one? I have two courses. They're both pre-recorded and I'm planning on launching a new course this year about real estate investing. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. So we're talking to Money Honey, Rachel Richards, Amazon bestseller, finance guru, course, course creator, real estate investor, and professional speaker. So Rachel, um, how do you find inspiration to create? Um, at first, it was this extreme passion about personal finance, because when you think about it, we are in a financial education crisis. At no point in our lives are we taught how to manage our money. And then we're left as young adults to try to figure it out all on our own. And I have seen way too many of my friends and family members and people that I know struggle with feelings of shame and guilt and embarrassment when it comes to their money. And for whatever, for whatever reason, that just, that just really speaks to me. It touches me in a way that I, and I know enough about personal finance that I'm like, I can make a difference here. This is what I want to do. So the beginning of my business with my books and my courses was really one of passion. It wasn't even necessarily, I want to make all this money teaching people. It was truly that I wanted to help people. And that's why I think it's done so well in the long term. In terms of ideas now though, um, I just listen to my platform. So it's great once you, cause I started with no followers, nothing, zero platform. And I, it was a little bit harder to figure things out. Now I have a platform that I can go ask for what they want. You know, what kind of content do you want? What kind of book do you want me to write next? What problems are you, are you facing that I can help with? So it's a lot easier for me to do idea val- validation and, and do market research. And that's why I know my platform really wants real estate content. So that's the next obvious place for me to go. It's so funny because um, Rob and I are currently working on a mastermind group. Now we were chatting a little bit before you jumped in and, you know, the, all the different offshoots, you know, ours is more obviously for content creators, right? But once you kind of have, that's the the top of it, right? And then you've got, like you just said, real estate, we actually were talking about real estate because it's such a set, you know, it's, there are a lot of people that are real estate agents. And so it's a very competitive market to be in. And that's creating content, creating great social media um, as a real estate agent is one, one of the key ways to stand out, and make a difference. So we have already determined that we're going to have, you know, underneath the just the content creators uh, mastermind group then have that's definitely real estate agents are definitely going to be one of the segments as you know, and then we're looking at just the different other p- pillars that come off of that. Because it's all all the, all the content, you know, the the message needs to get out there, but it's just so uniquely different to individual um, type yes, industries. Yes, I agree. I mean, there's so many opportunities of ways you can help people. And once you start paying attention online to problems that people are facing or things that, that people are complaining about, that's when you can jump in and try to solve their problems for them. And people will pay you to do that. Exactly. What's um, one of your favorite ways to create? I personally am a strong writer. I've always been a strong writer. And even when I was a little kid, I used to write little short stories, like fiction short stories. Mm -hmm. So it's been a dream of mine for a long time to write a book. In fact, I have read a statistic recently that something like 82 or 84% of Americans dream of writing a book. They dream of becoming an author. So it's kind of this hidden dream that I think a lot of us have deep down. 
but that's what I prefer. So I've done professional speaking. I certainly speak on a lot of podcasts, but I do think that I can express my ideas in a stronger way when I'm able to write them down. So that's what I prefer to do. Even when I'm creating my courses, I'm writing out my scripts first before I go on camera, just because it's better that way for me. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of video? Or do you, yeah. let me, I mean, do you, not long form video, but are you using any uh, to promote yourself? Are you using any of the other sites such as Reels on Instagram or TikTok or anything of that nature? I recently got on TikTok, which is, and at first it was just this fun thing for me to do. And then um, I truly accidentally went viral posting this makeup video that I I created it to send to my sisters and then the whole world saw it like three million, <laughs> 3 million people, literally that's, awesome. that's how many views. Yeah. So that, that was crazy. Awesome. So I got a ton of followers and I was like, okay, I need to transition this into a finance account now because I don't want to be makeup, honey. I want to be money, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so I have started doing finance videos and it actually is kind of fun. I think if you take the pressure off yourself on TikTok, which I think is easy to do, you can have fun with it. And you're forced to stay under 60 seconds. It's not like you have to go say this long speech or whatever. So it's been a huge source of leads and sales for me so far. It's incredible. That's awesome. I'm glad yeah. to hear that because yeah. I could absolutely, that's why I was at, that's where I was going with the question is I could absolutely see with what you're doing and it's with your passion with that millennial and now Gen Z group that you would resonate with them, that you can put some great tips on. It's like, I I remember sending uh, or showing, reading and showing my oldest that whole concept of if you, if you invest $5,000 or $1,000 when you're 18 and, you know, just with, and by the time that you retire, it's like that, that alone would be worth over a million dollars. I mean, something like that, you know, just little tidbits and breaking it down to their, not level, that sounds awful, but you know what I mean? To, to how they absorb it could be a lot of fun and you could make money fun. Yeah. And you make a good point about the people that I'm reaching on TikTok. It's, it's Gen Z, it's some of the younger millennials, but I think content creators as a whole need to pay attention to the demographics of each social media platform, right? So Mm -hmm. there's so many social media platforms. It is better to do one or two really well than to try to do them all. So I always tell people don't try to do them all. There's too many, you know, when you think about TikTok, it's the Gen Z Instagram is more millennials. Facebook is more older people. And um, LinkedIn is business professionals and Pinterest is like women who want to spend money. So there's all these different options, figure out where your target audience is and go to that platform. It's just like you said, you know, know your target audience and who you're serving. Yeah, that's the key. I'll tell you something about TikTok. <laughs> There's a huge Gen X, my my generation, Generation X on there. And I just, I bet something that would go over really well if you decided you want to add it into your content calendar is finances for divorced women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even like newly married couples yep, too. Absolutely. Either way, when you're combining or separating, yeah, that's right. a tough transition point. Yep. So, you know, if you've got any like tidbits for, you know, that, you know, the, because 50% of us are myself included. Um, and, you know, I've always worked. Um, so that's, I'm not saying it's losing half my, you know, household income wasn't hard, but at the same time, you've yeah. got, there, there's so many that are just really struggling. It's like, you know, quick little tips and, you know, and a lot of women, um, and I know this is no surprise to you, just um, had, they were, they had no dealings with the household finances. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's kind of the opposite reach... in my marriage. <laughs> my husband doesn't know how to log into any of our accounts. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Rob? Oh, if you wanted to reach some older women uh, demographically, focus on the whole widower, widowerhood mm-hmm. events that happen too. Um, mm-hmm. I know you've got your core, but I know that a lot of women that experience loss, um, the husband did all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so true. There's so many different life events that people go through that yeah. changes the game financially. And then it's like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've definitely, you know, with your deliverance of being, you know, much more upbeat than, you know, <laughs> the, you know, typical financial, um, planner, advisor, demographic. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say how I want to say it. So I'll just. (laughs) Are there any um, books, courses, magazines, or websites you recommend for other course creators, book authors, or property investors? Um, Yes, there's, there's so many things. So Amy Porterfield, I haven't purchased any of her like courses or programs, but I follow her. And she's huge with online courses and marketing. So I think she's a great person to just follow and absorb her information. Um, I get a lot of information in Facebook groups too. There are so many Facebook groups for authors, for real estate investors. There's one that's like 20 books to 50K. That's that's a great Facebook group for authors. Also, SPF Community is another great Facebook group. And then for real estate investors, there's some really good podcasts out there. There's mm-hmm. Bigger Pockets is the big one. They also have a great website with a ton of resources. And then I also love Afford Anything by Paula Pant because she talks about a mixture of money management and real estate investing. Very cool. Um, Rachel, we're coming in on the end of our time with you. I will, or we will be putting all of your information and links, et cetera, in the show notes. But is there, uh, if you want to kind of give everybody the quick rundown of where they can find you. Yes. Thank you so much. So both of my books, Money, Honey, and Passive Income, Aggressive Retirement are available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And then what I'd love to do for your listeners is if anyone wants to download my passive income starter kit, I will give that for free. So they can go to moneyhoneyrachel.com slash bonus to download that. Awesome. Awesome. Rob, we got any more questions in the, in the hopper? No, I think that's everything that I wanted to cover, Rachel. I really appreciate you coming on to our podcast today. And it was really great to kind of learn some of the process behind what you've developed for your audience. Thank you. Thank you both so much for having me. It was awesome. Thanks, Rachel. And uh, to everyone out there, keep on creating your great content. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Rob or I. Please remember to subscribe and however it is that you get your podcasts. And we thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Everybody have a great night. 